0: I'm Holly. And I'm Brian. And this is the Mayban Podcast. Welcome back to the Mayban Podcast. I'm Holly. And I'm Brian. And today we have a special guest with us. Her name is Brandy Vega with Promise to Live. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for having me. Yeah.
1: You are welcome. This is awesome. I don't really talk about it much, but I, I love the... What you have to bring uh, what you're have to offer right now.
2: It's one of the most important conversations. And somebody goes, oh, have the hard conversation. I'm like, it's not necessarily a hard conversation. It's honest yeah. and, and it's important. It's like, well, we talk to our kids about drug, drugs and alcohol and about mm-hmm. dating and about all these things. And now it's time that we not just talk to our children, but to everyone in our circle about mental health and suicide. Okay. That's so so
1: that's, this, this is what you want to talk about, right? This, this is, is what you I you want to for. talk
2: about. This is my, I'm a mom, I'm an entrepreneur. I own a, a video production and media company. I have a nonprofit. I have a tech startup, but this is where I spend 80% of my time because I almost lost a child to suicide. And it's kind of at that moment when it hits you directly. So the first time I almost lost her at 12 years old. Wow. And I I was shocked because I used to teach suicide prevention. I worked in media. I'm like, I'm savvy. I know what to look for. I know the signs. I know this, this. Then when it happened to me, I was blown away. I never saw it coming. I mean, it was like the preteen stuff, junior high, pulling mm-hmm. away, whatever. But I was blown away. Yeah. And, and just the shame and the stigma and, and the fear of everything, you know, we weren't sure if she was going to make it the first time.
1: And I think that's what's most important is breaking down the stigma is just as bad as anything there is out there.
2: Oh, there is. I, I'm a part of a committee. So I've really dived into this the last few years. Um, I'm a part of a committee called the grand challenge. And it's a global group founded here by Huntsman uh, addressing what they think are the biggest problems plaguing the planet. And right now they think that's mental health, yeah. suicide and addiction. And they said, well, how do we fix this? And the experts came up with stop the stigma. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. part of what my mission is. I'm like, okay, well, when this happened the second time, again, mom, I swear it'll never happen again. Okay. We're good. I don't want to talk about it. Everyone's going to think I'm a loser. I'm a failure. I'm a horrible parent. You know, all these things didn't talk about it. I just suffered in silence with the pain. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so did she. And so again, like two years later, I volunteered at the hospital doing nobody dies alone in spiritual care for seven years. I was used to sitting with patients and with families and all this stuff. But when I'm sitting there with my child, not sure if she's going to live or die. Yeah. It's a whole different thing. So different. And, and we didn't know. And so I'm out in the parking lot like the next day. And honestly, if her friend hadn't had the courage to call 911, which I applaud for mm-hmm. having that courage. And police woke us up in the middle of the night. We wouldn't have found my daughter alive.
1: So was wow. was your the, her friend with her? When no. This happened. So how did no. she know when she called 9-1? a conversation, Oh, conversation, a okay. conversation?
2: And, you know, so her friend called the police and said, I think my friend is going to do this. Mm. And the police showed up at my door, woke us up. We found her. We got to primary children's. They didn't even have a bed. They'd had so many kids do the same thing that they didn't have a bed for. <sighs> like we're talking 10, 12 kids that day, eight to 18. Mm. And I was in the room just beside myself and and the doctors and nurses were too. They're like, we don't know what's going on. We have to do something. Mm -hmm. And we weren't sure what was going to happen with my child. And the next day I'm sitting in my car having a breakdown and I've just finally thought I have to do something different. And I remembered vaguely seeing a video or a message, one of my friends, somebody going through something that was similar. Mm -hmm. So I went on my personal Facebook page and I just said, hey, my daughter tried to end her life. I don't know if she's going to live or die. If she does, I need help. Where do I go? What do I do? I know some of you have been through it. Please help me. And it was the most um, vulnerable video I've ever done. I'm used to being on TV. I'm used to presenting. Mm -hmm. It was very emotionally hard for me to open up and say, I'm in this hard spot and I need help. And that video went viral. I had over 12,000 views overnight. I woke up to hundreds of messages. And my friends at NBC reached out and they said, hey, we saw your video. Will you do a story on the news about it? And I said, heck no. <laughs> I, I was like, this, I'm just going through this. I don't want to be the face of yeah. this. It's too personal. It's too private. It's too painful. No. But I was also praying to Heavenly Father, like, please save my daughter. I'll do anything. Yeah. And I got the strongest message that was like, I'll give you a second chance. There won't be a third. What are you going to do? And then she woke up. Mom. And I said to her, are you glad you're awake or do you wish you would have died? And she said, mom, I didn't really want to die, but it was just too late. And shortly after we went to my friend's son's funeral and he was just 16. And as I laid there, I saw my daughter and I just thought he probably didn't really want to die. Yeah. It was just too late. And people don't really want to die. They just want the pain to they stop. Want the pain mm-hmm. to end. And so when, when that happened, I thought, okay, what am I supposed to do with this then? I have my production company. I have a nonprofit. And so I teamed up with all the other nonprofits. I said, what can I do? How can I do this? And people were telling me about this resource, this resource, things I'd never heard of. But there was nothing cohesive. There was nothing in one group. So I started to help them. And um, m- my child was in the hospital for a few weeks. Oh, wow. I mean, it was it was a scary it was situation. Serious, yeah. It was serious. And, and then we were inpatient at a, a facility for a month. And then, you know, trying to figure this out because we didn't want to repeat. And so two weeks after NBC called me back and they said, hey, this is such a huge problem. It's a big, big deal. And nobody will talk about it. Yeah. Will you please reconsider? And I just thought, oh, you're kidding. If I'm terrified and I'm used to being on camera Mm -hmm. and I'm used to talking to people and being more of an open book, how does a normal person feel? And if not me, then who?
1: So why do you think there is that? that I've always wondered this because there's, there's the same thing like we were talking earlier with addiction. There's these stigmas around these things that are, I think you were saying, the three biggest problems with, what was it? With Mental
2: health, sh- suicide, and addiction. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And so why is it that nobody wants to talk about those three things? It's weird. Like, because I've had issues with addiction and it's really hard to talk about. Um, I think it's because it's like people see you as weak, right? And same thing with what you're going through. But I think the only way that people are going to get past this Is obviously talking about it. Right. Right. Yeah. We have to. Yeah. I I just don't understand. It's it's weird to me to think about like these are the problems that are plaguing humanity, Mm -hmm. but we don't, we can't talk about it because I I don't want to feel weird. Yeah.
0: And it's when you stop talking about it that you become weaker. Yeah. I think talking about it makes you stronger. You bring it to the light and it becomes
2: like something that you can't talk about and address. It's not this hidden thing. So I decided I would do the interview with NBC. And when I sat down, I, I just said, if you're watching this video, and I challenge you right now, if you're watching or listening to this, stop what you're doing and go ask your loved one, your child, your spouse, your parent, your brother, point blank, are you suicidal? Mm-hmm. Don't beat around the bush. Honest questions, get honest answers. And there's studies that say you're not going to plant an idea. Either they are or they aren't. Mm-hmm. So I said this during my interview with NBC And shortly after I got a message from a dad and he said, you just saved my daughter's life. I said, what do you mean? He goes, I watched your story on the news. When you said that, I stopped and I went in her room. She was in the process of trying to end her life. She had just written a note and we're at the hospital right now. Thank you. Thank you. And I was like, wow. And then after that, I got another message from a family who said, thank you for being vulnerable. We watched your story on the news. We went and talked to our son. He confessed he had a plan to end his life this weekend. We're getting him help. So that's what led to to live live and the event we did, because I thought if my personal story on local news could save two lives that I know I'm like, what, 20 or 30,000 people this hot, Mm -hmm. what if we could bring the world together Mm -hmm. and share this message of hope, of help, of healing? of resources people don't know about 988 it's been out a year it's a 911 yeah. for mental health and still less than um 80% of yeah. the population know about it it's like 18% of people know what it is there's a new study so we're we're trying to promote that mm-hmm. but i thought okay let's bring everybody together and we got influencers like you guys and we had celebrities and singers and dancers and survivors and we did this show and we reached about 160,000 people
1: that's awesome that's great
2: and then we've evolved it to this next level. Imagine
1: how many lives you've saved through it.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, even I don't want to be emotional. That's um, okay. Vulnerable, I guess, but it's a good thing. Yeah, This
1: is what we're here for, right?
2: <laughs> these are tiers these are of importance yep. and meaning and purpose. But last week I reached out to someone about this show. And when I reached out, they were in the middle of debating whether or not to end their life. And I got to have them make me a promise. And and this is, we talk about the power of a promise. Well, I promised God in the hospital, if he saved my kid, I'd do whatever he wanted. This work for the last two and a half years has been the hardest thing I've done in my entire life. And I was in the army. Yeah. Like I was in the military and went yeah. to the boot camp and I worked in TV news and I worked in a, a law enforcement. This is by far the hardest thing I've ever done. Yeah. Huh. The emotional toll the mental toll the spiritual all of it it's like having an injury and i constantly rip the scab off yeah but it's but also the most, it's <laughs> the most important thing i can do yeah. and, and so you know the power of a promise studies show if you make a promise ahead of time you're up to 60 to 80 percent more likely to keep it so we've created the promise to live challenge and we're asking people right now whether or not you're struggling i mean if, even if you feel fine We're saying promise that if you ever Mm -hmm. get in that dark space, Mm -hmm. if you ever go down the dark hole, that you're going to reach out to somebody, a friend, a family member, a trusted resource like 988 or NAMI. And that, um, once you do that, we're asking everybody to share it, the power of media and the power of social media. When I opened up and shared my story on my personal page, people saw me as a safe spot. They saw me as an ally. Brandy gets this. She's going through it. I can open up. I can talk to her. It's not stigmatized. Mm -hmm. That's what you do when you take the promise and share it. You too became a safe space and and you start conversations, stop stigma and save lives. And that's what we're trying to do in a really meaningful way because every 40 seconds, somebody dies by suicide. So with this challenge in less than 40 seconds, you can make the
0: promise and share it. It's like so simple, Mm -hmm. but it could save a life. What were some of the, like, did you notice any signs like looking back, like after it happened, the, the were there any time, signs after the fact? First time, second time? No, Nothing. there really weren't.
2: I mean, a lot of the signs are the things you see in your family members every day. Mm-hmm. You know, was my child pulling back? Yeah. Did Was she angry? Yeah. Did she stop communicating with me? Yeah. But... I mean, all the kids are doing that. It's not like, yeah. oh, this is a definite sign. Is it a teenage thing or is it something serious? Or, yeah. Like, yeah. It, and it was hard to know. And actually, there's a there's a new study that just came out and it, it literally blew my mind. It said between 2010 to 2022, so in a 10, 12-year period of time, the suicide rate for kids 10 to 17, guess how much it went up?
0: 71%. Oh. Wow. Social media. Right. And 2009 was really when social media got big. You look at it. I joined Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. What happened in 2010? Yeah. Yeah. Smartphones. Yeah. Social media. We lost the
2: direct connection. And I mean, while there's so much good and and that's why we're actually trying to use social media to have this big impact, because we thought if we want to reach people and and this is for all ages, Mm -hmm. mental health and and the S word doesn't discriminate young, old black, white, rich, poor. My friend runs a multi-billion dollar company lost his son to suicide because he had a, a migraine for four years and doctors couldn't treat it. So it's something that a lot of people deal with and, and it just, it doesn't matter. So.
1: I think no matter who you are, you're going to know somebody affected by this. Like it's recently been more involved in our life. Uh, we, I have a friend, like my, my, my buddy is like a, a assistant chief of a police department. And he said, he's like, it, cause we've talked about this and he's yeah. like, it is unreal. He's like, every, every time I go out, I see these things that he obviously doesn't want to see. And then he's like, and then my kids get into an argument and I'm like constantly checking on them because this is what I see. Like everybody's doing this. And so it's just like, I'm, he's like terrified. And he's like, I, you know, it's just normal conversations with my kids. And like, I'll just get mad at him for something, you know, for doing a kid thing. And then he's like, oh my gosh, what are they doing? And so he'll run and make sure they're, you know, it's just insane that we have to, Not that we have to deal with this, but it's, it's, it's weird. I'm trying to figure out what's driving it. Like, yes, I know social media, but before social media, when I was in high school, we had this, I was at Granger and within, I think it was like a year, we had like six kids at the school and I was like, holy cow. But then it was like, then it kind of stopped. It was like this, I I used to call it like a fad. I don't know what it was, but it was just like this pattern. And then same with Harriman. It was just like Harriman, the Harriman high. They had what, like six or seven in a A year. And I'm just, I, I I sit there and I think about it all the time. I'm like, what is driving this? Yes, I think social media, but there's something else.
2: The experts say stigma is a big, huge part of it. But I mean, there's a lot to it, right? Like social media, we're on our phones. We're not sleeping as much. We're comparing ourselves. We're dealing with depression and anxiety and high expectations. Uh-huh. And then our diets aren't great. I mean, there's mm-hmm. so many things that could potentially be contributing. Talking about law enforcement, we're, we work with the Fraternal Order of Police as mm-hmm. well. And, and I was talking to some officers and we lost a 7 year old and in the same week we lost an 80 year old again a it, it doesn't seven matter seven year so, old so when you're talking about social media seven though, year old i have a 6 year old i'm like how would they that even know it is awful
1: i can't even imagine
2: it, it's hard to fathom think about that right now you're an officer and you go find a little 7 year old too intentionally ended uh, his life. so uh, don't think oh my kids only 10 years yeah. old no and, and we're building so with our kids show we're talking about resilience How do you deal with your feelings, emotions? Who do you talk to? What's what's good and what's bad? Like we're starting with resilience and uplift families and our partners at Resilient You and then we have teen and then we have adult. But our whole purpose was if we want to reach these people all ages, young and old, we have to reach them where they are on the devices and platforms they're on yep. through the people they already know and trust and follow. That's why we wanted to partner with influencers to say, you guys have a built-in audience. We weren't trying to build our own audience. Mm-hmm. We said, let us bring this message to the people who already know and trust you. Mm-hmm. Because if you can't talk to them about it, who will? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If not me, then who? And and that's kind of been our platform is we're working with celebrities and influencers and singers and dancers and CEOs. And we've partnered with USANA Health and Sciences, amazing company, global company, doing a lot in the world for health and mental health is attached. And I'm learning so much about copper toxicity and about all these other things that, Mm -hmm. you know, ketamine and, uh, and all these treatments that people might not be aware of. But USANA, a billion dollar company, Their CEO, Kevin Guest, amazing advocate. He's been a great ally, partner, and sponsor of this project. But he's dealt with it within his family. And he's been vocal with his executives. Again, people, for some reason, are afraid to talk about this. Because all of a sudden, if you see me dealing with depression, you might not think, oh, she wouldn't be a good CMO or CFO, or she's not a good executive. If she's dealing with bipolar, postpartum, or Mm -hmm. anxiety, we're afraid to say that because in our mind, Those equal weakness. Mm -hmm.
1: When in reality, I think it's showing strength to most people. Like if somebody admits that, like, wow, that's amazing that you have, that you have enough courage to admit something so vulnerable. Right. That's personally, that's what I think. I mean, just because I've, I've talked to so many people and when I see them admit to things, I'm like, wow, man, this guy's freaking amazing. Yeah. You know, and I'm just like, this guy is awesome. Or this this woman is just amazing that they're willing to be this strong.
0: Well, and how do you feel when like you've spoken out about your
1: I, obviously I still, I have still, so I had like an open addiction in the past and it's, I don't know, it's, it's probably a little bit different, but I, it's just funny. Cause I was thinking the same thing. I was like, man, what's driving, driving these things is because I feel like the, the it's kind of a rapture on the same thing, the mental health. And so like my addiction was like to escape. Yeah. And so I feel like people are using a different method to escape. Maybe I mean I'm still I know there's still addiction problems
0: and it's escaping feeling
1: yeah escaping feeling that's escaping. all it was like, it we had like, a, we had
0: a, like a life coach for a while mm-hmm. and he talked to us a lot about like feeling your feelings and it's okay that like yeah. anger's okay like don't try to run from People it are like afraid feel, to feel it and do things to feel it and sadness is okay mm-hmm. and like let your partner be sad let your partner be because it's also hard to let your children or your spouse or your family members like feel those emotions like how many times does a child come up to you crying. You're like, stop crying. Don't cry. Yeah. that's yeah. like, hey, like, Suck it up. And yeah. I remember doing this to one of thing. my friends a few years ago.
2: He's like, you know, I've just been depressed. And I was like, hey, man, put on your big boy pants. Yeah, And he's like, you do not know how bad that hurt me. And I felt horrible because, you know, it, it's not, it, it's hard to understand until you're in there, yeah. but it, but it takes strength to talk about it. And now it's, it's great to be able to say, Hey, I've, I've been clean. Or I've been healthy. I've I've been you know open and vocal about it. It's hard to be vulnerable. I don't want to cry. I get snot and and all the things. And you're like, well, does that make me weak? Are people still going to want to do business with me? But what we found is it really it connects us. Yeah. Because we all have that because everybody's affected
1: by it. Like it's just everybody everybody thinks that it's just like this far off problem that you know that'll never affect me. I, I everything's great here. But then it's just like it creeps in no matter where you're at.
0: Yeah. It's you just, can't escape there. it.
1: You can't escape it. So I don't know. It's just, I don't know. I'm just happy. So let's talk about the the live life or live yeah.
0: promise to live promise
1: to live. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's a something you started So tell us about how you started it. Just like what, two years ago.
2: Yep. So okay. two years ago after almost losing my daughter, I thought, okay, I knew we saved two lives out of the 20,000 or so that saw our local news. So we put on this big show and we got everybody to volunteer. I mean, this would have cost millions of yeah. dollars for us to put it on. And we got everybody who was impacted and just said, hey, join our cause. And we even had um, Chris Martin from Coldplay and Emmanuel oh, Kelly wow. and, and you know, you guys and Ninja <laughs> Kids and just a group of people to come on board who are passionate about the work and just share these messages. And we shared some of the resources that was big trying to push 988. We pivoted this year. Last year, we called it Live Live. This year, it's Promise to Live because we want to tie that action item Da Vinci, this was my quote last year that kind of drove all the work. He says, I've been impressed with the urgency of doing. Knowing is not enough. We must apply. Mm -hmm. And being willing is not enough. We must do. Everyone knows there's a problem. Everyone says, oh yeah, what can I do? But what are we doing day in and day out? It's like, well, I don't know what to do. Tell me what to do. Promisetolive.org. And it's a number two for two reasons. The first one is you're making the promise for you, Mm -hmm. for you, to you. The second one is you're sharing it with others. You're looking outside of yourself and saying, hey, I'm a safe place. Let's talk about this. And so we want just everyone everywhere to get involved because it really could save your life. And, you know, I had somebody say, well, I don't struggle with any of this. Why would I do it? Yeah. I said, well, do you know people who do? Well, yeah, Yeah. you do it for them because for every one person, you know, of, there's many more who are struggling. You have no idea.
1: Yeah sorry I'm I'm gonna go back to uh, just a little bit because we were talking about something before uh, we started and you were talking about somebody you know that has been very open about their past and then they kind of close themselves off yeah um, you want to go in that story you don't need to say names but I kind of yeah. it's really relevant
2: right so I called a celebrity friend of mine and I was reaching out about this show I've been reaching out to anyone who will listen okay we need everybody to be involved the more people that are involved in any way advocates allies, the better. Mm-hmm. Share it. Even if you have 12 followers, share it. Mm-hmm. So I reached out to my friend who is a, a celebrity and I was going to see, hey, I know you've been open about your struggles in the past. Can we have a conversation? And I'd been trying to get a hold of him. And, and it just been in my heart, like prompting for a week or two, you need to talk to this person. You need to talk to this person. And so finally I call and I get a hold of them. And they're like, yeah, yeah, you know, I can't do a story with you. And I was like, no, 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 wait a minute. I'm not trying to get you to do something with me. I want to do something with you and share your experience. And then they kind of got quiet. And I said, I know because you've been vocal and we're friends that you've struggled with this in the past. I know you were putting it out there. Mm. Then I've kind of seen you pull back. You know, I'm watching, I'm monitoring things. I said, so I don't know if it's something you feel comfortable talking about. And at that moment, this grown man starts sobbing, just crying to me. And I said, are you, are you Okay. He said, how did you know? I said, how do I know what? He goes, I'm in a dark place right now. I'm in my garage. I don't want to live. And I was like, I don't know anything. All I know is I knew I needed to talk to you today. And I'm glad you picked up the phone. And you need to know that your life matters and that we need you and that you're not alone. Yeah. And whatever it is you're dealing with, you can get through it. Sobbing, sobbing, grown man, tears. And, you know, I said, can you promise me? Can you promise me you're going to stick around? And then we got somebody to, to his home and we got resources and I've been in contact because it's just, again, it's sometimes you think people are through things. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: But and that's kind of times? why I wanted you to bring it up. Like when people stop talking about things, that's also a sign. Like, you know, it's just like, yeah. yeah, sometimes they don't want to talk about, but there's just so many signs that obviously you don't really know or see. They're hard to find, but I feel like that's You know the same things with when we've talked about addiction it's like oh i'm i used to be totally open and then i would fall back in i was like i don't want to talk about that yeah shut up i don't want to talk about that you know and so it's so like if you see somebody open talking about it and then all of a sudden they pull back i think that's a i don't know it's just it's interesting because there are so many little signs that you can find if you really care like obviously you cared um that's the problem is i feel like a lot of people are so busy with life they got so many things going on I, i don't want to say that people don't care but you are intentional with your caring is what I'm saying. So mm-hmm. right. So like, so you saw something, you're like, Hey, you're talking about this. Now you're pulling back what's happening. And so, yeah. so you obviously saved his life.
2: Pay attention to the people around you. And if you have an impression to reach out or to ask, reach out and ask, mm-hmm. I mean, just again, saying that, Hey, how are you doing? And that's been one of the things that has changed with me and my kids, especially my daughter who struggled. How are you doing on a scale of one to 10? Where are you today? You know, and, and making the promise it, it, sometimes we don't love ourselves enough. Yeah. I don't love myself enough to give up food or, you know, go to the gym or whatever it is, Mm -hmm. a habit. But if I tell you, yeah, I'm going to do that. Then all of a sudden I feel this sense of obligation. And this is what I talked to my, my child about. I said, listen, I know you might not want to live for yourself right now, but you see that little guy, that's your brother who loves and adores you when you don't want to get through that moment. Will you just get through for him? Yeah. Because what we have to do is just by that time, I mean, studies show it's like a nine minute window that really is the time when people make decisions in bad spots. So if we can get them to call or text 988 or go to NAMI or AFSP or JET or any of these groups or reach out like, hey, you know, I said I would reach out to a friend or a family member. It, it's just giving us something to get them through that might be just the catalyst to get through another day because yeah. life is hard.
1: Yeah, it, it really is <laughs> yeah.
0: amazing thing you're doing. I'm like just sitting here listening to you. Just in awe, and just like I really admire everything that you've been doing and everything you're. Thank everything you yeah. you've so done. much. I have an amazing team of
2: advisors, and one of the gals who's on my team, I know she won't mind me mentioning her name. Her name is Lark Galley, and she she lost her son to suicide, and she lost her father to suicide, and she lost her son the same week, my daughter attempted the first time. And I remember watching what she was going through. And the second time it happened is when I put it out. Cause in the back of my mind, you know, when you're in crisis, you don't remember who's been through what and all this stuff. The second time she had just released her book called learning to breathe. And I, she sent it to me and it really helped me get through a dark time. And she's been such a huge advocate for four years because she's lost both. And I actually just lost my, my stepsister just lost her son and he's 20 years old. So my stepnephew, and it's her second son, she's lost to suicide. Jeez. Oh, she lost yeah. her 16 year old so and terrible. her 20 year old and her mother. So, you know, genetically, some people have these chemical imbalances and they're afraid it, because yeah. they feel like, well, there's nothing I can do. I'm predisposed. No, there's help. Yeah. There mm-hmm. really is help. There's new technology and tools and medications and things that you can do. So don't feel despair. Or that nothing's going to happen. But with Lark, she was on my team a lot last year. She's helped a little. And then she goes, you know, my work here is kind of, I need to pull away a little bit for my own health. And, and I respect that because I feel it too. When you're in the middle of this and you're saying, okay, my whole point in doing this is to pay it forward. Yeah. I'm one of the lucky ones. Power of a promise. I promised I would put in the work, but too, I'm paying it forward because I got a second chance. Mm-hmm. So many people don't. Yeah. And I just want to do everything within my power to save those who are struggling. And it's not just the kids. It's mostly a lot of white males, yeah. you know, 30 to 50 years old who are a big demographic and some of the minority populations. So this is just our way of saying, hey, we can all do something. Don't wait until it's too late. Don't wait till it affects you directly because I promise you it's affecting you indirectly right now. Yeah. And it's something little that we can all do. So yeah. I hope that everyone will go to promise Two, the number two live.org, okay. make the promise today, share it on social media, and then join us, sign up for our, our newsletter and information. Join us September 10th for our live stream event. And we're going to have, um, a really, really great lineup that keeps evolving, but we have, um, colin ray we have actor john boy we've oh. got magician eric leclerc and uh ty lopez i mean we have a, a really great group and there's more that we're adding we just haven't signed it yet so i'm not yeah. going to say it okay.
1: well, we'll put, we'll put <laughs> awesome. all the information in the yeah. description and link but one before I go there was one really quick thing that you said that i really wanted to kind of touch on because i think it's really important because this is what i talked to my kids about you said Uh, I can't remember your exact word, but you said prompting, right? You said you have, I think that's, I don't know if you've ever read the the book, the gift of fear. I teach my kids about it all the time because I feel like your gut tells you everything you need to know, right? There's so many times when you're, I I don't know what you want to call it, but you have like this inner conscience that tells you, like, if somebody's not okay, don't dismiss it. If you're, if something's wrong with you, your gut will tell you. And that's just kind of what, what the book's about. It's just like, Hey, it's fear can be a good thing just listen to your gut because people are going through stuff. Don't ignore your gut.
2: Don't dismiss it. If you feel something that actually reminds me of a story I'll share real quick. I was doing a production. They were doing a lunch. I'm a sucker for food. I was going to stick around. But then all of a sudden I was like, I need to leave. Oh, and my new puppy just chewed up the leash. I'm going to stop at the dollar store and get a leash. And as I went in there, I got angry because the person was taking too long to get a cart. And I'm like, come (sighs) on, come on. And then a, a girl walks in and I hear an exchange between these two adults just paying attention, right? Mm. I hear, say, what are you doing here? Oh, I came to get some food. Well, I haven't eaten in two days. And I just kind of heard this exchange and I started to go and I got this prompting that was like, you have to ask her why she hasn't eaten. And that's uncomfortable sometimes to act on yeah. these. I'm like, really? I don't know this person. I'm in the middle of the store. I'm kind of in a hurry. And so I go over to this girl finally and I just said, you know, I overheard that you hadn't eaten in a few days. And she goes, yeah. I said, why not? Well, I'm at a halfway house. I was living with my brother, but he died Mm. by the S word about three months ago. And I'm just, I haven't had any money. And so I'm just trying to get a meal. And we started talking for a minute. And then the impression uh, in the middle of our conversation, I just said, you know what? I need you to promise me you're not going to hurt yourself. I didn't know where this was coming from. And she started sobbing. She goes, how did you know? Who told you? How did you know? I said, how do I know what? She goes, I was planning to end my life tonight. Oh, wow. She goes, I wanted to get some food and I, I have a plan. And I said, you can't do that. Who told you? I didn't tell anybody. I said, it doesn't matter. Like, I feel this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I said, you just have to promise you're not going to hurt yourself. And this was literally about six years ago. She's got two children now. She joined the Job Corps. I brought her <laughs> Christmas. We're friends. Wow. But that one little me listening yep. and asking her prevented her that night. Yeah. From going through that and getting through another day. So don't dismiss yeah. any inspiration that you get or promptings, even if it feels uncomfortable with a stranger, yeah. even mm-hmm. if it's with a friend, it's like, well, I might insult you if I say, Hey, you know, how's your mental health? Yeah. Are you doing okay? Are you struggling? Yeah. Cause it's better. I say honest questions,
0: get honest answers. Yes,
1: yeah. yeah. I love, I love the story. But I, was, I,
0: I love that. I feel like that's like a really easy way to approach anyone is like, promise me, Yeah, yeah. just make a promise to me that you yeah, mm-hmm will live that you will get help that if you're struggling you like and and then you don't even have to ask them yeah, you, don't you know have to follow up, right? you don't, you don't yeah, have to like you don't have to ask them you know if they don't want to share right just say promise yeah hey i'm doing this promise to live i made the promise i'm asking you to too
2: yeah. will you promise yeah. me if you're ever in that dark place you'll reach out for somebody yeah to someone for help
0: it's, yeah it's it's perfect and, yeah. it, and, really it, and it is that's like, the uh, perfect connect. way
2: it makes it a safe space. Now uh-huh. I can talk to you.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I know you're there. I know you empathize. Yeah. And it's yeah, so it's easy. Great. It yeah. really is. Yeah. I, it's simple, but significant. I know yeah. it's going to save lives if we can get. I'm it by sure it, it, it sounds like you've already saved yeah. a lot
1: of lives. Yeah. And I just, I, I know that it's a heavy subject and going through it is obviously hard for you. So I've, you're planting seeds,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? You're planting seeds that you're going to go on forever. So you don't need to be the the general Forever. Right. So I feel like you probably have taken this role on like, this is my life's mission. I'm going to do all these things. But you have created something amazing. In time, you can move on. Right. And with your life and do other things. And then this will live on forever.
2: And the goal is, again, when we stop the stigma and we start the conversations and we save lives and it's about hope. It's about that there is light and there is hope and every day is a gift and we have the ability to live it. So thank you guys for allowing us to share it and i hope that people's hearts feel something yeah mm-hmm. and just know anyone can reach out to me at any time
1: awesome. all right well thank we'll put you. all the information yes. in the link below
0: yep uh, um, thank you so much for yeah. joining us yep. and if you have any questions or comments uh let us know Yep. And, yep all the information is there thanks for watching me ben see
1: you